1: have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts added prejudices to be found only in the minds of men.
2: As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of
3: what's all this about.
2: The
1: kingdom of God is within man, not one man nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure.
2: Someone born in the United States
3: is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more
0: special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience.
3: War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength.
1: Regarded our planet
0: within these eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half, and the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything.
1: Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
3: Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us, as always, rdgable at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media, facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings and Twitter, tst underscore underscore radio. And you can also find the show to listen for free on pretty much any radio or podcast player. But if you'd like to get rid of the monetized advertisements, which are really annoying and sometimes ironically contrary to what we're talking about because the algorithm takes what we're saying and then plays the advertisements, you can visit our website at thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our full archive, which also gets you access to the montages and digital copies of my books. That's www.thesecretteachings.info. Also on our website, our affiliate sponsors, Pro and Water Filters, Transistor FM, which hosts our archive, you can check those out. There are links at the top of the page. And, of course, you can grab a copy of one of my books individually on the website, read reviews, and see what they're all about. I have a new book coming out called Liberty Shrugged. I'm just beginning to promote it. It is almost completely post-production complete, and that will be released somewhat soon, hopefully. It is July 19th, Tuesday, 2022, and it's been one week since New York City, state of New York, unveiled their nuclear threat, nuclear awareness, public service announcement. Now, I have perhaps a different take than some do on this subject, and I'm also going to be joined by my good friend and very long-term co-host, Mike D., This evening on the broadcast, we're going to talk about more than the PSA. We're not going to discuss that for two hours. But for those of you who don't know, a public service announcement in New York caused a lot of fear, a lot of uh, uncertainty in people's minds over the potentiality of a nuclear bomb exploding near or in the city. Now, the state and the city maintain, the mayor maintain, that the PSA was only generated because... According to surveys, just 12% of people polled claimed to be prepared for a radiological incident. Just 12%. 77% indicated they were not prepared for any kind of uh, incident, Uh, specifically uh, things like a dirty bomb. According to the the News Nation uh, Decision Desk HO survey, and this is directly... Uh, the, the the basis for the, the PSA, this one survey, 80% plus of respondents said they had at least some level of concern about a nuclear attack in the next decade. So the PSA provides you with three pieces of advice. Get inside, stay inside, and stay tuned. Now, this is not for a virus. This is for a nuclear bomb. This is for an atomic bomb exploding over top of or within perhaps you know the the city limits of the city or outside of the city but right in new york city and it's interesting that this psa is warning people and trying to show them what they should do in the event of a of a nuclear bomb i'm surprised they didn't tell people just to get under those old uh wooden desks from the 60s and 70s those seem to help or the uh the sunglasses, you know, you put the sunglasses on to prevent yourself from being blinded by the, by the nuclear bomb detonating in the distance. Uh, ready.gov, which is an official government website, also published on their website just a few months ago, guidelines urging people who enter into a shelter for this type of incident to social distance and to wear a mask. So imagine some form of air raid siren a big flash of light and a shockwave. Maybe you're not at ground zero, but a big shockwave blowing down buildings, peeling the paint off the sides of homes, blowing windows out. You're far enough away to be safe from the initial blast, but you get hit with that shockwave. People are dying in the street, blood, body parts, and you somehow survive that. But then when you go into the bunker, because you're rushing down to the basement to get into the nuclear fallout shelter. When you get there, you've got to make sure that you wear a mask and social distance because, well, the virus is the, the, the worst thing that you're dealing with. It's not the radioactive fallout. It's not the complete collapse of all services and, and government in that area and, and collapse of infrastructure and everything. It's, you know, the issue is you got to wear a mask. This is what they say on their website. So somehow it's implied you can survive a nuclear explosion but still be in danger from a virus more than radiation. I'm going to play you the PSA, and then we're going to bring our co-host Mike D onto the show. Here is the New York City PSA.
5: So there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why. Just know that the big one has hit, okay? So what do we do? There are three important steps that I want you to remember. Step one, get inside fast. You, your friends, your family, get inside. And no, staying in the car is not an option. You need to get into a building and move away from the windows. Step two, stay inside. Shut all doors and windows. Have a basement, head there. If you don't have one, get as far into the middle of the building as possible. If you were outside after the blast, get clean immediately. Remove and bag all outer clothing to keep radioactive dust or ash away from your body. Step three, stay tuned. Follow media for more information. Don't forget to sign up for Notify NYC for official alerts and updates. And don't go outside until officials say it's safe.
3: So there's some component, some element of this that feels really similar to lockdowns and quarantines. I mean, there's just a parallel, though. Don't go outside until you know, officials tell you that it's, that it's safe. And they refer to the, the atomic bomb as the big one, like that rocket from Toy Story. The big one, right? Like it's an earthquake or something. There's something about this that feels weird. And I think a lot of people feel that it feels weird, and a lot of people were asking and, and wondering why this why this was released now. And the city says it's because, well, twelve percent of people polled know what to do or even have an idea of how to respond in a radiological incident. Uh, very few people have any idea what to uh, what to do. So, my question is, and I'm going to ask my my good friend and my co-host Mike D as we bring him on. My question is with all the things they could run a PSA for, they choose to run a PSA for an atomic bomb exploding over or near or in the city. When that is, I mean, it's possible, I guess, but it's highly unlikely compared to the types of PSAs they could be running to inform people about proper diet or to inform people of perhaps, I don't know, help people get jobs and help get homeless people off the street, maybe help clean up the drug problem and the crime problem. Instead, they're focused on what happens when a nuclear fireball obliterates your city? You can still survive it, but you have to wear, ready.gov says, a mask in your in your bunker and you still need to be worried about a virus, uh, not even as much as radiation. This is really confusing to me, Mike. What do you think?
6: Well, first off, that lady should be quarantined and uh, several masks bound to her head because, you know, putting this, Fear out there, this disinformation, uh, this evilness uh, as an actor or whatever she is, she should be totally ashamed of herself. Uh, promoting more fear. Um, don't uh, you know? The, starting it off with, don't ask me why or how this occurred. Don't.
3: Yeah, I thought that was a weird <laughs> line too. Don't ask me how it occurred. It just did.
6: Yeah. Don't ask. Don't ask me how it occurred or why. Okay. You know. You got people attacked on the subways every day. Maybe that'd be a greater PSA to put out: how to protect yourself when you are riding the train, or protect yourself in general walking down any New York uh, street.
3: How to not be shanked by a homeless criminal on the street? That would be a great PSA.
6: Yeah, how to be aware of your surroundings so you are not physically attacked while you are just walking down the street. Yeah, that's that's the not big... even at, not even at an ATM. Just walking down the street. <laughs>
3: That's the big question that I have. And and California is the only other state to have run something like this in the modern age. Now, I mean, I don't think that there's an issue with it. I'm I'm fine with a, with a PSA to inform people because, you know, the average person, and this isn't, you know, intended to be a specific insult, this is just generally, uh, as a society, the average person doesn't, you know, n- know how to do anything that is, you know, important other than, you know, the work they're trained to do and how to use their phones. You know, most people don't even know how to, cook most people don't know how to 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 do to do basic things around the house so and i'm not perfect myself but 12% of people polled know how to react in a radiological situation or in some kind of terrorist attack that's hardly anybody but that's that's kind of common across the board i would guarantee you that there are probably less people who know how to cook there are probably like to actually cook or to know how to take care of themselves uh, especially, you know, the younger generations. Why are we not running PSAs for this? And, and where's the PSA for broccoli? Where's the P- I mean, there are PSAs for smoking. They're kind of few and far between. But this just does stink of, of using this PSA to make the public afraid. And there's a link, weirdly enough, to the pandemic, because if you go to ready.gov, when they updated their site for nuclear uh, fallout and nuclear attacks, they said you have to wear a mask and social distance in the bunker. It's just a weird correlation between the two things.
6: Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're talking about reality, if uh, uh, New York is hit with a nuclear bomb, it's done. The city's wiped out totally. You don't have to worry about and uh, the PSA at all, or, or taking a shower. To two. Uh, if she's talking, maybe about uh perhaps maybe up up state 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 New York maybe they'll get the fallout of the radiation but New York City itself is a balloon right you don't have to worry about taking a shower to get radiation off you're dead <laughs> and in fact uh, don't worry about getting TSAs or more information because there's no electricity either you won't be able to get any uh, internet connection nothing you <laughs> it's gone
3: so I, I looked it up today I looked up what is the what is the ground zero, the, the direct ground zero uh, and the average radius of um, something like an atomic bomb? And I, I looked it up and I found in the AtomicArchive.com, uh, Hiroshima, Nagasaki. Uh, at Hiroshima, the ground zero was, I mean, the immediate ground zero was about 3,000 feet uh, of, of radius. So that's, that's a very large area. And that's the immediate ground zero. That's where everything instantaneously is gone. Then when you walk outside of that specific part of the of the radius, you get to the next larger radius. Everything in that area is is pretty much leveled. It might not be totally, uh, 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 you know, destroyed, but it's 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 pretty much completely decimated. So if you detonated a bomb over top of New York City, you're right. There would be virtually nothing left of Manhattan. There would be depending on where it blew up and how big it was, there'd be virtually nothing left. Right. And it's. It's interesting because I know we've talked about this before, you know, the Germans actually conducted a study to see what would happen if they had blown up a 17 kiloton nuclear weapon over top of Manhattan. And they actually flew planes very close to New York to take photographs. And they were planning to drop an atomic bomb on New York City at the end of the war. And the idea is that that specific bomb, which was 17 kilotons, is actually the bomb, one of the bombs dropped on Japan. And I find that to be fascinating because they they had done this study and you look at the study that they called it, I think it was a proximity study of where the bomb blast would affect what it would affect. And, you know, virtually most of Manhattan is ground zero and the rest of it is completely leveled. There'd be nothing left. So it would be one thing if New York State was running this, but for the city to run it, it just seems weird. It doesn't really make any sense because the whole city would be gone in an instant.
6: Totally. Totally it's more fear-induced it's like it's it's one thing after another um, for for people in general you know it's like the, you've got the COVID then you've got the inflation then you've got the food manufacturing facilities getting caught on fire uh, then you got the, the, the old buffoon saying uh, you know dark winter the, you know just, just now you got this PSA and uh, multiple other things war with Russia Ukraine it's <laughs> It's like they, they are just hitting hard right now. Hitting hard.
3: Well, let me, let me give you. And a,
6: there's a lot, a lot of stressed out people there. And then you have the whole agenda of this woke agenda uh, and everything else that are hitting people psychologically. It's just a one big mine ass right now.
3: It's fear-based politics, is what is what I think it is. And, and I know I've told you this off air, but really quick, I'll, I'll tell the tell the audience a little story, and you can comment on it, Mike. Is there's a, uh, there's a governor race here in Arizona, and one of the people running for governor, Katie Hobbs, just po- posted on her Twitter and on her website. I, I just happened to see it because Twitter promotes her, but they don't promote any other candidates. So I saw it on Twitter, and it said like her goal to fix Arizona was to cut taxes on hygiene products for trans people. And that was the specifics of the policy. And I'm thinking, I just got one of those little papers in the mail, the nonpartisan know your candidate papers. And whether Republican or Democrat, there were Democrats in there running for governor who had like pretty decent policies, like things they wanted to implement that I actually agreed with. There was one guy in particular. I was like, well, this this guy actually Democrat or not, he's he makes a lot of sense in his arguments. So it's weird that. What's what's being promoted is let's cut taxes so trans people can get access, not even women, just trans people can get access to hygiene products without paying taxes. Meanwhile, even other Democrats and then the Republicans running have a long list of ways to fix the water issue, to fix the border issue, to fix the homelessness issue, to fix the drug issue. Here's the woman being promoted on cutting taxes for trans hygiene products. And it's the same thing in New York. You got a super high rate of morbid obesity, diabetes, cancer, stress, anxiety, worry, suicide, etc. This is the same city that ran that big red Eye of Sauron light playing the purge sound at the beginning of the pandemic, and now they're running nuclear bomb PSAs, making people think they could survive it, and if they do, then then, then they got to wear a mask in their bunker. It's just ludicrous. Oh, absolutely.
6: just. Getting back to the politics of the vote, if you want to get that, on a side note, if you want to get that Gen Z millennial vote, though, all you need to do is promise that you'll send them a, a box of candy every month, and then you'll definitely get their <laughs> vote.
3: Some star uh, Starbursts, or what were those things called? Uh, yeah, Starburst candies. Some, uh, l- one of those Starburst,
6: little, Gittles, send them Smarties. some cotton candy.
3: Some Smarties, Smarties. that can crush and snort, like they used to do on the back of the bus.
6: Yeah, they love their candy, right? Candy of the
3: month for your vote. So this is this is what they're doing in New York City. California's also run something similar. And um, in fact, I just saw, this is just a bizarre, another bizarre advertisement. I saw uh, Governor Newsom, you know, the guy that looks like the Antichrist. Uh, Governor Newsom, ran, he ran a, a political ad uh, about Florida. And uh, a lot of people know I'm from Florida. You're, you're, you're living in Florida won't say where so people can't come harass you but he uh, he, he has this advertisement about Florida this, this this is for the governor's race in California and he's running an ad for for Florida and in the advertisement I'll play it for you he says that you know if why don't you come to California where we still like freedom this is the guy who who supported the mayor of Los Angeles who said that they were going to shut off your power and water if you had family members come over during the pandemic Right. And, and this is the guy. This is the guy whose advertisement uh, or his political campaign is saying that we believe in freedom here in the state of California, not like Florida, where they do terrible things like ban CRT books and uh, do things like uh, they try to. Well, you can listen to what he's saying. This is the official Gavin Newsom ad. It's pretty short. And uh, he's trashing Florida and saying that they believe in freedom in California.
4: It's Independence Day, so let's talk about what's going on in America. Freedom is under attack in your state. Republican leaders, they're banning books, making it harder to vote, restricting speech in classrooms, even criminalizing women and doctors. I urge all of you living in Florida to join the fight or join us in California, where we still believe in freedom, freedom of speech, freedom to choose, freedom from hate, and the freedom to love. Don't let them take your freedom.
5: Paid for by Newsom for California Governor 2022.
4: I thought that was a ridiculous,
3: ridiculous campaign message. Banning books and all that stuff. Well, what, the, what are they doing in Florida, though, Mike? They're, they're getting rid of uh, certain forms of things, like you can't teach children about sexuality when they're three years old. And you can't teach kids how to hate each other based on race. And then if you watch his advertisements, a minute, uh, less than a minute, uh, all the, we, we believe in free speech and we believe in love and all that, it's all like interracial, intermixed couples. There's like no white people. Uh, what, I, I, I don't, why is everything this just this race-based, fear-based, divisive politics? That's all that it is. It's whether it's the PSA or it's that advertisement there.
6: Well, all you need to do is show him the uh, migration data maps when the mass masses amount of people during the last two three years have moved out of California to Texas, to Florida, to na- neighboring states like Arizona to escape uh, that hellhole. And so this guy puts out uh, that PSA, that ad campaign. It, it just shows you, um, you know, how they blame other people. They're basically doing that psychological kind of tactic, where you know they're saying what other people do. Uh, they're trying to say that other people do this, that these, these things, but they actually do that themselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that mirroring. That's kind of what the Democrats. Yeah, kind of, kind of what Democrats liberals do. It's. So weird, dude.
3: You know, I was never. I uh,
6: mean, how can you believe? How can you believe that? Just look up the data of people that have moved out of California.
3: It every every everywhere: South Dakota, Montana, Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada. I mean, people have even fled out of California to go to Oregon. It's just there's, they, flo- yeah, Florida. The people even went to you know uh, Republican like states, all up in the, the East Coast, all down in the South, just anywhere, just getting out of California in massive numbers because of how bad it is there. And it's, it's just like no, I, I,
6: explained, I explained to this guy at work that who is a super left wing. And he said, well, they're moving out of California because the factories have closed. I'm like, dude, the factories closed in the 60s, 70s. What are you talking about?
3: <laughs> well, it's, how about the how about the woman here that runs our city in Tucson? Same exact kind of a thing. She wants you to have a vaccine and have a mask as a condition of employment for the city and for other businesses, she encourages. And she wants you to be able to only uh, be able to engage in commerce if you've had a vaccine or have a mask. Now, that's not being enforced. That's just her, her viewpoint. Yet she is refusing as the mayor to adhere to state law on abortion, which allow you can have an abortion in Arizona still, and says with the sheriff that they're not going to enforce what the Supreme Court says or what the state says because they believe in freedom just not the freedom to have a job or the freedom to engage in commerce or the freedom to see your friends or family in the event of a pandemic. Uh, It's just the freedom to do what they tell you. You are free to do what, it's like Bill, Bill Hicks said, you're free, free to do as we tell you, free to do as we tell you. And it just seems, again, this PSA, the goal is to terrify the public and to slowly condition the mind into a state of, well, cognitive dissonance because a lot of people die from things that are very, very preventable, And there's no PSAs to inform people on those types of things. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and an interesting lawsuit against the Mars Corporation when we come back from break. If that sounds stale to you, I promise it's going to be some sweet, sweet candy when we come back from break with Mike D. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. The music, White Bad Audio. rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. Stay with us. More after this.
2: The Secret Teachings Radio Show is on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio to tweet with us.
0: This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception, and you are listening to The
3: Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. From Ground Zero to The Secret Teachings. Keep your dial tuned to Ground Zero Radio. You could listen to this.
4: And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence.
3: I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it.
4: I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist.
3: That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio.
0: Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live.
1: Us? Well, that's helpful. No matter where we live, in the city or the country, we must be ready all the time for the atomic bomb. Duck and cover.
5: So there's been a so nuclear, there attack. Has been a nuclear Don't attack. Don't ask me how or why. Just know that the big one has hit, okay? So what do we do? There are three important steps that I want you to remember. Step one you need to get into a building and move away from the windows. Duck. And Step two, stay inside. Shut all doors and windows. Have a basement? Head there. If you were outside after the blast, get clean immediately. Step three, stay tuned.
2: We interrupt our programming. This is a national emergency.
4: Important instructions will follow.
1: That signal means to stop whatever you are doing and get to the nearest safe place fast. Always remember, the flash of an atomic bomb can come at any time, no matter where you may be. The
2: following message is transmitted at the request of the United States government. This is not a test. A nuclear attack is occurring against the United States.
1: You may be in your schoolyard playing when the signal comes. The entire world unravels.
6: What if terrorists set off a nuclear explosion?
1: Peace became a
2: distant
5: memory. Don't ask me how or why, just know that the big one has hit.
1: We stand on the brink of total war. Yes, we must all get ready now, so we know how to save ourselves if the atomic bomb ever explodes near us. What are you supposed to do when you see the flash?
5: There has been I a nuclear attack.
6: And shame on you, scaring the kids with the nuclear holocaust empire. nonsense. <laughs>
5: you said nuclear.
1: It's nuclear, S is silent signal means to stop whatever you are doing and get to the nearest safe place fast. A flash of an atomic bomb can come at any time.
4: No more than 10 to 20 million kills.
3: I'm Ryan Gable, your host. And this is the Secret Teachings Radio. A public service announcement in New York City has caused concern over the last week. Concerns over the potentiality of a nuclear bomb exploding near, above, or in the city. But the state maintains that the PSA was only generated because of a poll that showed about 12% of people knew what to do in the event of a radiological incident. Now, whatever the case, the likelihood of a nuclear attack is really, really slim. And if you look at this really interesting and unknown piece of history, in fact, the Washington Post reported it years ago when the Allies moved into Western France, they found a giant airfield with these big JU390 airplanes that were being flown back and forth between the United States and uh, France by the Germans not to the United States exactly but within miles of the coastline and they were photographing New York City and then they were flying back and the soldiers that found these planes said this was one of the most massive airfields they ever they ever saw and that based on the, the, the people that they spoke to there, this is again in the Washington Post. It's in my book, The Technological Elixir. I have a, a whole chapter on it. They literally uh, were, the Germans were planning to fly these planes with an atomic bomb to drop it and detonate it over top of Manhattan. A 17 kiloton bomb. And that just happens to be right about the same load that was dropped on Hiroshima. So without getting into that history, the, the fact is the Germans did a proximity study and they found where ground zero would be and then where the, the radius would expand outward if they had detonated this bomb over top of the city. And if you look at the, the study, it is, uh, and, and, and my, I, our friend uh, Jim Mars uh, shared this with me uh, years ago before he passed away, and he talked about it as well in, in his writings and presentations. If you look at it, like ground zero is all of like, you know, Manhattan. It's. I mean, Hiroshima was like thousands is like three thousand feet in diameter. That's enormous. New York City would be absolutely obliterated with even a, a small nuclear device. There's very little chance that you could even survive that. And yet, Ready.gov is saying that regardless if in your New, in New York City or anywhere else, you, anywhere in the country, if a bomb goes off, you need to go into the shelter and you need to wear a mask and social distance with the people that you're with. So you can survive. A nuclear explosion, but you're still in danger from this virus. You're still in danger from other people. And then, in a similar form of fear-based political campaigning, the governor of California ran this advertisement, this campaign piece, talking about the state of Florida on the other side of the country and why you should come to California making it sound like everybody's leaving Florida to come to California, not flowing out of California to come to places like Florida. Take a listen to this.
4: It's Independence Day, so let's talk about what's going on in America. Freedom, it's under attack in your state. Republican leaders, they're banning books.
3: Banning books. No, they, they're getting rid of math books that are teaching kids how to hate each other as opposed to teaching them arithmetic. And I saw one of them, and one of the math books is like, well, if you have this many... This many dollars and you have, you know, your parents have a house and you have a car and all this stuff. Calculate your white privilege. That's that's the kind of book they're banning.
4: Making it harder to vote.
3: Making it harder to vote. No, what they're doing is actually making it harder for people that don't have investment in the community to vote, which means illegals that don't have any concern or knowledge of civics or how the government works, etc. So those people aren't even legally allowed to vote anyway. That's that's what they're doing. Restricting speech and class respecting restricting speech no, no what they're doing is they're preventing you from talking to children about how to have anal sex classrooms even criminalizing women
4: and doctors
3: yeah after 15 weeks you can't have an abortion in florida and that affects six percent of people that typically have abortion statistically every year
4: I urge all of you living in Florida to join the fight or join us in California where we still believe in freedom freedom of speech freedom to choose freedom from hate and the freedom to love
3: All right, I can't listen to this guy anymore, but Mike, you were telling me that they love freedom so much in California, you have to have a vaccine pass to even go to some events.
6: Yeah, this is a San Diego Comic-Con. It's one of the biggest kind of, uh, I don't know, action figures, comic books, cosplay, uh, sci-fi actors, you know, where you can take a picture of them, get an autograph. It's, It's basically huge. Uh, so they put out recently that you need to, uh, first off, everyone who will be required to wear masks again for some reason. And then you also have to show uh, a health pass, COVID health pass, where they, it's free, you know, they, they emphasize it's free. You download this QR, you scan this QR link and you go to this application, you need to fill out that you, shows that you've had uh, two, vac- at least two vaccinations. Or a negative COVID test in the last seventy-two hours before the you go to the event, uh, so you have to show all that, uh, and they then you get a wristband.
3: <laughs> but,
6: but talk about freedom, but,
3: right? But he said he likes freedom, though. So I'm yeah. I, I don't I don't know who to trust. Should I trust him or you? Because he likes freedom, though he well, said it.
6: Yeah, it, it, that guy is like the sleaziest news car salesman you can you can think of. Um, also, being a psychopath, like um, American Psycho, uh, that movie also reminds me of that guy.
3: Absolutely, a complete
6: psychopath, um, narcissist.
3: He looks like he would have uh, he would have your governor, Ron DeSantis, off if his campaign ad was three seconds bigger than his. Just like that business card in American Psycho, that's what this guy looks like.
6: Yeah, and I also uh, remember reading an article where his college roommate said he was a, a cocaine, a cocaine head, cokehead in uh, college.
3: Well, so so, is th- so, so is the guy that ran against your governor uh, in the last election. That guy, they found him in a hotel with drugs and prostitutes, and it's just
6: yeah, they had that, <laughs> that guy, they that guy, they had him line up for an all-star. He was going to win. He was going to be the <laughs> shining, you know, black token. Democrat, and unfortunately, he was passed out naked, crack pipe in a hotel room with a gay escort prostitute. It's
3: not funny, so. but it's how 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 often how often that happens is funny. I mean, you got the guy that was the, the, the one of the biggest campaign contributors to the Democratic Party in California, and I'm not saying Republicans aren't bad. I'm, I'm not Republican or Democrat, but these these people aren't even Democrats. These are just anti-American scum. This guy uh, Ed Burke or something, I think, was his name in California. And he was he was tricking homeless black people literally to come over to his house where he would drug them and then like sexually abuse them. Uh, just total yeah. psychopath. Uh, the, the mayor of the city, of Rochester, I lived in and the lieutenant governor of the state of New York. Both were arrested and both are under investigation for campaign finance fraud on top of the drugs and the guns that they uh, that the mayor had. It's just it's criminality, blackmail, uh, corruption But all of that is intended, just like when Newsom's advertisement here says they want to ban books in Florida. That's what the Nazis did. Well, if you're banning children from seeing things that are going to teach them to to want to have like weird forms of uh, sex before they even know what sex is or teaching children what the what the terminology is for a vagina or a penis in, in like urban street slang and you're teaching them that in first grade. Yeah, that is something that is, I think that violates the decency clause of the social contract. That's different than banning a book because you don't like what it says otherwise, like a book that might explain to you what is a public accommodation, which is where they can't refuse you service based on your medical condition, including wearing a mask or having a vaccine. That they would want to ban because that would go against their authoritarian regime in California. So they mirror and reflect what they do on states like Florida where everybody is actually flocking. I mean, this is just the the almost unbelievable kind of gaslighting you've ever seen. And that he, this guy, sits there and smiles while he tells you, "I can't believe this guy won the reelection." I, I don't understand it. How did he win the recall? Doesn't make any sense.
6: Yeah, yeah, I was, I was yeah. They, they were predicting that um, you know he had definitely had a chance to lose big because there was an overwhelming kind of voter turnout of going the opposite way because of the COVID lockdowns and everything else. Uh, So, again, uh, in California, it seems to me like, um, you know, that it was rigged again somehow. But it's just my opinion. I don't don't have any facts on that, but it seems to me that way.
3: I do do have one piece of information unrelated to the show tonight, but in relation to that, I read an article months ago when that was going on. It was like a year ago, whenever that happened. And uh, I think it was, I want to say CNBC News. They said they've never seen so many people vote for one candidate and they have they've had they had so many ballots for Newsom that it i mean this wasn't me this is what the news reported that it overwhelmed uh, the counting centers and they've like it didn't even correlate with the voter record it was just an overwhelming abundance of random ballots for Newsom that was mainstream news reported that I have to go back and find that article but uh, there's no way that guy's the actual governor of California so anyway the point is his advertisement mirroring gaslighting it's really not much different than the New York City PSA for, for an atomic bomb. We played that earlier for you. And it's, it's just that, this idea that if these people are so concerned with saving lives, maybe they should focus on other things like chemicals and toxins in the food supply. Right now, the Mars Corporation is being sued for using excessive amounts of titanium dioxide and inappropriately labeling their packages of Skittles. Now, millions of people die every year from smoking, totally preventable deaths, and poor decisions that lead to heart disease. Combined, we're looking at over a million-plus people every year. 693 last year, 693,000 from heart disease, which is completely reversible and completely preventable in almost every single case. That's not my opinion. That's a 1990s study by Dean Ornish, never been refuted. A plant-based diet will absolutely reverse your heart disease and will actually prevent you from getting heart disease. So preventable and reversible, smoking deaths, preventable. We're talking millions of people every year. Yet, there are no PSAs on how to take care of yourself. There are PSAs on smoking, to be fair. But the leading cause of death, heart disease, there's no PSAs on that. There's no PSAs to inform people how to eat better or take care of themselves. There's no PSAs on how the only studies that have shown what what the, the, the best way to prevent yourself from getting sick from a virus, let's call it, are, and this is not my opinion, this is the British Medical Journal, the European Journal of Clinical Nutrition, they all found that a diet high in fruits and vegetables will absolutely prevent you from getting sick from COVID-19. Where's the PSA on that? So I want to know why, if they're so concerned about saving lives, they don't seem to be concerned about all lives, just certain lives that they can use for their political advantage, which is the same ideology of BLM. It's the same ideology of, of, of abortion. It's like, yeah, abortion's great, 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 but it's, it's 40% of all abortions are, are black babies. So I guess if you're for abortion, then you, must be a, you have to be a racist. So I don't really get any of this, but it's, I, I do believe that it's all fear-based, and it has nothing to do with saving lives. It has everything to do with terrifying the public into submission.
6: Oh, for sh- for sure, but you know we talked about the Mars Corporation months and months ago, how they were virtual signaling that they were sustainable and diversity and oh, yes. you know we protect the environment, but yet they're they're putting poison, they're putting poison in all of their uh, actually most of their products. Skittles one is the first one someone's actually you know come forth and sued on, but uh, there will probably be others now because like they're putting these garbage, poison, cancer causing, uh, which has been proven in Europe. They actually took that out of uh, their candy. The titanium? Yes. Yeah. Banned. Banned in Europe.
3: So do you know what they use it for? The titanium dioxide? Because I've read that it's used for the powdered sugar on donuts uh, at like Dunkin' Donuts for example. Uh, it's used for a like like Oh white, my gosh,
6: Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, if you like donuts, that's fine. But find where you can get at least a fresh donut that's made of, like, four or five ingredients. You know, go to the Dunkin' Donuts website and look at the ingredients they put into their donuts where they say, you know, made fresh daily. That's full F. They've got two paragraphs of ingredients of poison preservatives in all of their donuts. Nothing is made fresh at Dunkin' Donuts.
3: Okay, so, so, so again, so the Mars Corporation is being sued because of this titanium dioxide, high levels of it in their Skittles, correct? Yeah. So they're being sued because of that, and this is well known throughout the food industry that this is what's in your candy and what's in your food not just carcinogens but things like i mean f- food uh, someone should file another lawsuit against them for the food coloring because that's known to cause hyper, uh, hypersensitivity hyperactivity skin problems rashes breathing issues in children so not only do you have the titanium dioxide you got the food coloring you got all this other stuff and once again re- you know rather than running a psa on on that they run a psa on atomic bombs blowing up in new york city what's the greater threat right now a nuclear bomb, which, yeah, maybe New York City's more at threat than, you know, Kansas City. But where do you quantify that level of threat? How do you quantify that? Because regardless of the, the, the atomic bomb, you've got people d- daily that are consuming this stuff. And they don't know, nor do they understand, nor are they informed of how dangerous these food products are. Where's the PSA on this, Mike? That's what I want to know.
6: Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't they didn't mention Russia for this <laughs> nuclear attack.
3: Right? Yeah, yeah. Don't ask me who <laughs> Russia. But,
6: yeah, yeah. Exactly. That was kind of you know maybe that was just too straightforward. Right?
3: It would be too much like a propaganda, like a raw propaganda video, like some Cold War era thing. The Soviets. If Russia
6: bombed us. This is like
3: <laughs> the Soviets could launch an attack at any moment. You need to be prepared. Duck and cover. You know, get under those desks. I thought that. Yeah. Would, I thought she was gonna the three steps. I thought it was gonna be dot a dodge duck dive dip and dodge. You might yeah, as well. <laughs>
6: yeah, don't worry. That's one Death will protect you.
3: I mean, I get you have to make people maybe feel secure to some some level, but I mean, m- my question tonight—it's a rhetorical question for everybody to think about. It's a thought experiment, like most nights here on the show. You're running a PSA for atomic bombs blowing up over your city, but. You don't run any PSA for broccoli or for the things that can reverse your heart disease or to help people from getting sick. You, you push vaccines, but vaccines don't prevent you from getting sick officially. The only thing that prevents you from getting sick, according to the European Journal of Nutrition and the British Medical Journal and other studies, is a plant-based diet. In fact, here's, here's one right here. This is from, uh, I believe this has, this is, uh, one of these is Harvard. This one's the British Medical Journal. In six countries, plant-based diets or even pescatarian diets showed lower odds of moderate to severe COVID-19. Here is the European Journal of Nutrition. The global burden of disease studies showed that low fruit, vegetable, and whole grain consumption and, in contrast, high red and processed meat consumption are currently among the main global risks, and a plant-based diet can help to mitigate COVID-19. There's no speculation here. A dietary pattern, this Harvard, characterized by healthy plant-based foods is associated with a lower risk and severity of COVID-19, and they found not only that, but that a poor diet, of course, can lead to a higher risk of COVID-19 and other diseases. So why exactly, and regardless of anybody's take on viruses and germ theory, why is it that what we do know for sure, along with Dean Ornish's heart study, Intensive Lifestyle Changes for Reversal of Coronary Heart Disease, we know that a, a, a healthy diet reverses heart disease, prevents heart disease, and prevents you from getting COVID-19. Vaccines don't even do that. This is in the medical scientific nutrition literature. So where's the PSA on this? No, instead, they're running PSAs for atomic bombs and promoting vaccines. And, you know, you walk anywhere in New York and you got advertisements for everything, including uh, Mars Corporation candy. It's like if you go to Las Vegas, yeah. they have a giant, you know, m and M store. It's 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 not rhetoric. It's literally poison. The titanium dioxide is poison. And then the Mars Corporation has the audacity to be like, "Yeah, um, uh, no, we're just following what the FDA regulates allows us to to put in our food." Here, listen to this: a brief news clip from a Channel Eleven K H O H or no K H O U Eleven News
4: a new lawsuit claims that skittles are unsafe to eat a lawsuit has been filed against the candy maker Mars alleging that
6: skittles are made with a known toxin titanium dioxide in a statement a Mars spokesperson said quote while we do not comment on pending litigation our use of titanium dioxide complies with FDA regulations
3: okay but what if FDA regulations are set higher and they are set by the industry that allows them to use the toxic ingredient, and then their argument is, well, we just follow the regulation which we set for the FDA. It's just so deceptive, Mike.
6: Yeah, or who we pay off at the at the FDA. <laughs> if you don't think any of these, these government agencies are absolutely 100% corrupt, you're nuts. You're, you're, you're nuts. They are totally corrupt. They switch these people leave from pharmaceutical companies Uh, from the FDA to get on different boards of these uh, multinational pharmaceutical companies, uh, which should be illegal. Uh, so the corruption is rampant between government and corporations.
3: So then you have not just, you would
6: trust, you would trust the FDA who also said, uh, uh, you know, that, um, these, these, uh, Artificial colors are safe for you when they've been banned in Europe for decades
3: because of because of safety reasons. For 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 the same reason, the uh, the what well, the the term naked body scanners, but the millimeter wave scanners at your airport, those have been banned in Europe because of safety issues. And it, it's not like Prop sixty five in California. It's it, they're I mean. You can read the reports and the studies and the, and the, and the investigations and even the, the papers from the company that manufactures those things. They're very, very dangerous to your DNA and to your genetics. And they're banned there for the same reason that a high fructose corn syrup and other things are largely banned, including food tolerance, as you just said, in Europe, but not in the United States. Because the FDA doesn't have enough money and they don't have enough people working there and they don't have enough power to uh, to do the, their job so the companies regulate themselves through the FDA it's the FDA just becomes a rubber stamp
6: yep you that are just that. also they're just paid off by these corporations to sign off yes that's safe you can put that in your candy it's okay show us some show us some some tests that you run that it's safe
3: <laughs> well I mean why choose titanium dioxide or why choose any of these ingredients there are so many things that you know, these companies, for example, a titanium dioxide, I wrote a book actually about this called Food Philosophy. Uh, you might remember this. It was like 2012, Mike. Panera Bread announced they were going to remove this long list of ingredients from their, from their products. It included everything from propylene glycol to, uh, what else was it, like artificial smoke flavor, even titanium dioxide, BHT. These were called their, their no-no list. But it's like you use those before anybody became wise enough to realize what you were using and feeding them. And you justified their usage because, well, we need these to make the products we sell. But then when people became wise, you then ran this advertisement, this campaign in newspapers to the tune of hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars to tell people, look, we care about your health. We're not going to add these these products to the food anymore. And it's like, why didn't you just do that to begin with? It's not like prices went up because of the removal of these products. Prices stayed the same. So it's not like it costs them more. They're not losing money. Why were they adding these things to begin with then is what I want to know.
6: All right. Yeah, well, because they don't care. And they know that uh, the average person is a sheep. It's like they, you know, if you look on your, if you go to the grocery store and you look at the label for a lot of these products, they now list that this product contains GMO ingredients. They list it on there. They tell you.
3: MM's ms was the one of
6: the care. first. I'm sorry, yeah, Campbell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's go, yeah, just go check out Campbell's soup, <laughs> the Renama Godiva chocolate. It's on there. Tons of different products now it says this product contains genetically modified organisms, GMO.
3: MM was the first one to do that, and the Mars Corporation is. Uh, if you go, like, if you, for example, if you go to the Mars Corporation website, we've only got about a minute and a half here till break. If you go to the Mars Corporation website, go check it out during our break. It's just mars.com, M-A-R-S.com. Their, whole, their website is filled with social justice and sustainability rhetoric from, from top to bottom. And you look at the website and you're thinking, at least I'm thinking, is this a candy company? I know they make pet food too, but do they make pet food and candy or are they like a think tank? It doesn't even look like a candy website. <laughs>
6: You know, you still think, agree 100%. It's, I saw that website. I, I actually showed you that website, and I, just, yeah, I couldn't yeah. believe it.
3: And the funny thing is the last time we did a show on this, probably October, November of last year, uh, right when the show was over, I mean, algorithm, AI, I don't know what it was, but I got an, a text message that said, hey, we'd like to offer you advertising opportunities with the Mars Corporation. We'll pay you this amount of dollars per week. I've got a screenshot of it to promote our products on your vehicle and, you know, other places. And then when I called you back to talk about it, uh, we did it. I think we did it two or three times. Our, our Skype connection cut out each time when we brought up the text messages. I was trying to record the conversation to let you know what had happened. Very weird. Very strange. Yeah. So hopefully that, that doesn't happen tonight. Hopefully we're safe tonight from the, from the Mars Corporation. <laughs> we're we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> and we'll be right back on The Secret Teachings. Mike D., good friend and co-host, Riding Shotgun, I'm Ryan Gable. There's more after this, stay with us. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the
1: show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info
0: this is linda godfrey author of monsters among us and you are listening to the secret teachings with ryan gable
3: broadcasting from somewhere between heaven hell and purgatory it's the secret teachings on ground zero radio
4: release the kraken
5: you like the secret teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult then check out Ryan's books available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States for a deeper look into artificial intelligence UFO cults black goo and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry have a look at the technological elixir Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. Just visit thesecretteachings.info.
4: Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable.
1: Think about your hero when you're at ground zero. And crawl out to the fallout back to me.
3: Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on ground zero radio.
2: Atomic test, put on your
3: glasses. Us? well that's helpful no
1: matter where we live in the city or the country we must be ready all the time for the atomic bomb duck and cover
5: so there's been a so nuclear, there attack. Has been a nuclear don't attack don't ask me how or why just know that the big one has hit okay so what do we do there are three important steps that i want you to remember step one you need to get into a building and move away from the windows duck. Step two. Stay inside. Shut all doors and windows. Have a basement? Head there. If you were outside after the blast, get clean immediately. Step three. Stay tuned. We interrupt our programming. This is a
2: national emergency. Important instructions will follow.
1: That signal means to stop whatever you are doing and get to the nearest safe place fast. Always remember, the flash of an atomic bomb can come at any time, no matter where you may be. The
2: following message is transmitted at the request of the United States government. This is not a test. A nuclear attack is
1: occurring against the United States. You may be in your schoolyard playing when the signal comes. The
4: entire world unravels.
0: What if terrorists set off a nuclear explosion? Peace
4: became a distant memory.
5: Don't ask me how or why, just know that the big one has hit.
4: We stand on the brink of total war.
1: Yes, we must all get ready now, so we know how to save ourselves if the atomic bomb ever explodes near us. What are you supposed to do when you see the flash? There
5: has been I a nuclear attack.
6: And shame on you, the scaring the kids with your nuclear holocaust nonsense. <laughs>
2: you said
1: nuclear. It's nuclear,
2: Dummy. Yes, it's silent
1: signal means to stop whatever you are doing and get to the nearest safe place fast. The flash of an atomic bomb can come at any time.
4: No more than 10
3: to 20 million kill Top. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings radio broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings, TST underscore underscore radio on Twitter, Of course, you can find the show pretty much anywhere you can listen to radio and podcasts. But if you want to get the advertisement-free version of the show, please subscribe to our archive at thesecretteachings.info to get access to the show. Montages like this one that I make every week and more, including digital versions of my books. When you subscribe or buy a copy of one of the books separately on the website, you keep us on air sincerely. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right after Clyde Lewis' And ground zero. Again, thank you so much for tuning into the broadcast. I'm Ryan Gable, and with me this evening is my good friend and co host Mike D. And in the first hour tonight, for a brief recap before we go any further, last week, New York City released a PSA about what to do in the event of a nuclear bomb exploding. Now, they weren't specific. Did it explode over top of the city, in the city, near the city? That, of course, is significant because it would determine whether or not there's any part of the city left for people to do the three things they told them to do, which include going inside, staying inside, and staying tuned. That's what they said the three steps. You know, basically, it's the equivalent of dodge, duck, and dive. From that Dodgeball movie, right? Just dodge, duck, and dive the nuclear bomb. You can just jump inside of the the house and you'll be perfectly safe from a 17 kiloton nuclear weapon, which is a small one compared to today's weapons, detonating directly over your apartment. Uh, Don't worry about the 3,000 mile radius of Hiroshima or Nagasaki. That won't happen in New York City because, you know, it just... It's a big city, so it'll it'll the buildings will stop the blast before it gets up to where you live. You know, that's I guess that's the idea. So it's basically you can survive a nuclear bomb going off above you. Right above you. And when you survive it, then there are some things you should do. Now, ready.gov, a website that the that I believe it's Federal Emergency Management, it's an official government website. They published guidelines months ago urging people to enter shelters for protection in the event of a nuclear attack. But they told people to social distance and to wear a mask. In fact, I have a copy of that right here. And it's, I mean, it's, it's baffling. It literally says, I'll read it to you. First of all, they have to tell people hand sanitizer does not, does not work against fallout. And then it says, try to maintain a distance of at least six feet between yourself and people who are not part of your household. If possible, wear a mask if you're sheltering with people who are not part of your household. That's ready.gov. So my question tonight, just part of our thought experiment. You are conditioned to believe that you can survive a direct atomic explosion. Maybe you get in the refrigerator like Indiana Jones. I don't know. But you are still at threat. You are still threatened by a a virus, a particle. It's not even the radiation that you have to worry about. It's being close to people. And you need to wear a mask and social distance. So, you start to think about that for a second. You wonder, well, what are the chances of an atomic bomb actually blowing up, or any kind of bomb actually blowing up most of most of New York City, most of Manhattan, and mo- most of the surrounding area? What What are the chances of that? I mean, larger than they probably are of I don't know someplace like Tulsa or someplace like Morgantown, West Virginia, but uh, they're not as high as the the large number of people that die there in violent crime or the large number of people that die there from heart attacks and heart disease and things that are reversible and preventable. Where's the PSA to inform people how to, I don't know, handle, handle and be able to defend themselves and their family from psychopaths on drugs on the street that are let out of prison because prosecutors refuse to prosecute them. Where's the PSA on how to defend yourself from a crack addict with a, with a knife. Where, where's the PSA to, to, to help people understand, Hey, This is how you don't get heart disease. No, it's just for the nuclear bomb, which makes me think that it's all about creating a mindset that is rooted in absolute terror, fear, conditioning you to to split your mind and to believe contradictory things at once. A nuclear bomb is survivable, but man, oh man, that COVID-19, that is some dangerous stuff. It's just like a cockroach. It's just like a Twinkie. It is going to survive the nuclear blast, and you are better off breathing in radioactive particles than little tiny COVID particles because, who, man, that SARS-CoV-2, that is worse than the splitting of an atom. That's what they're telling you. My good friend Mike D is with us this evening. Mike, we were talking about this lawsuit against the Skittles Uh, parent company the, the skittles candy the mars corporation and how their website the mars corporation website it's it's not even like a candy website it's like a social justice website and all their candy it's i mean just candy in general most of it in the u.s is filled with toxic ingredients poison like literally poison titanium dioxide food colorings stuff that's banned in other countries including the european union because it's so toxic And the Mars Corporation says, no, this this candy's great. The FDA said that it's okay, but that's because Mars regulates themselves through the FDA. So I think we need to be more concerned about candy. We need to be more concerned about the food we're eating than we do a nuclear explosion. What are are your thoughts?
6: Uh, Any type of explosion, bomb, nuclear, whatever you want to call it, goes off in New York City. It's a false flag it's not because Russia did it or China did it. Do you think Russia or China would risk uh, first of all China uh, you know, risk nuclear war with the United States uh, when they spent so much time and effort controlling their own people under communism <laughs> and then the same thing with Russia with just protecting its people on its borders. Do you think it's going to risk a nuclear war with the United States also for that? for what purpose? What is, that? what is either that, for those two countries, or any country in general, uh, gained by by that?
3: Well, so, I, you, know, I, you know, I didn't grow up during the Cold War, Mike, but I, I know that um, I, I've spoken to, like, ex-military and people that you know, were alive during the Cold War. A lot of our listeners were alive during the Cold War, and uh, I've had a lot of people tell me their, their opinions over the years uh, that they just, they never believed that there was actually a threat. They thought that there was a a silent and and, and uh, invisible contract essentially between the US and Russia and it was basically used as a method of social control to the fear of nuclear Holocaust at any moment it was never a chance of actual nuclear war I mean m- maybe there For was sure. maybe there was but that's how a lot of people feel
6: well do you also think just on a side note too here the alien agenda would you think uh, some whatever alien race uh, there's been reports where they've flown over nuclear facilities and shut down missiles and silos. Do you think they would actually let uh, a nuclear war break out between countries and destroy, uh, you know, whatever resource, resources they're getting from this planet? I, I don't think so, either. If those reports of them actually flying over nuclear bases and shutting down the, uh, the weapons, there are true. So that's another aspect to look at and think about.
3: Did you hear about recently the uh, the case of the uh, the test rocket, the ICBM, that uh, I guess I guess it exploded after takeoff? This was just a week ago, and uh, it's it's interesting because it it mimics the ICBM test in uh, at Vandenberg Air Force Base in the 1960s, of 67, I think, where an ICBM exploded uh, during a test run because an unidentified flying object uh, approached it, and uh, well in the air, you the video, they show like a laser light type thing hitting it and then it malfunctions and uh, it the test fails. And funny enough, this, yep. this recent test, this is CNN reporting this test rocket carrying component for future nuclear armed ICBM explodes after takeoff. Very similar to the 1967 case. And according to this news article, it blew up 11 seconds after takeoff and it took off from Vandenberg Air Force Base, just like in 1967. I don't believe that.
6: Yes, yes, indeed. I saw that. I've seen that video. That.
3: Yeah, I don't think that there's really a you know a true threat. I mean, and if there is a true threat, I mean by accident perhaps, or you know through some psycho or somebody subverting the you know the the higher ups above them that want to just watch the world burn. I, I really personally, I'm not afraid of a nuclear bomb going off. Like, I mean, I I am. There's one thing that terrifies me, but it's not something i'm 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 ever worried about i'm i'm more worried about going to the gas station and trying to pump gas without being uh, assaulted by by a, a homeless guy on meth that's a real life problem every single day i have to deal with you know and then yeah,
6: if, if, if 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 anything does happen then my opinion it would be some type of dirty bomb that blows up maybe a block two blocks of buildings uh not necessarily uh, you know could uh, you know, like a yellow cake type of a uh, bomb that, uh, has enough potency to destroy two city blocks. Uh, but, and then, yeah, there's some radiation with that, but not anything like a nuclear bomb being exploded over the top of the city, but something that goes off that technically blows up two blocks that possibly could happen as a false flag, um, operation. But,
3: but again, the chances of this are so slim and once again, w- w- on a daily basis, you know, if you're in New York City or anywhere you live, especially if you live in a city, uh, the, the problems with, I mean, although fi- we've got to be honest, violent crime is down substantially. Other crimes are, are statistically up. But generally speaking, you are it's more dangerous to go down. You're more likely to die going downtown on a Friday night than you are to die in a nuclear explosion.
6: Oh, for sure. Or being pushed into a train, uh, waiting for the train on the track.
3: Yeah, which happens a lot in New York City, or being shanked on the subway.
6: Or walking down the street and just getting punched in the side of the head out of nowhere by a uh, homeless individual, and sometimes not even a homeless individual, just someone with rage that wants to attack someone.
3: So where, I mean, where's the PSA on that? You don't see a PSA on that. And in fact, the only time the new, any news coverage has come out of New York City over violent crime there, it's been over, quote, Asian hate. And then they blame that on white people, and then they release the photographs of all the people that committed the crimes, and they're all black. They, they, they don't even get that accurate. So they need to be running right. PSAs on how to, how to stop crime, how to defend yourself, how to eat vegetables and fruits and grains, not on nuclear bombs.
6: Yeah, how to survive a recession, depression? How's that for a PSA?
3: How to? I mean, I'm cool. Even though it's an environmental, climate change, uh, 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 what do you call it? A Club of Rome scam. I, I mean, even showing people how to conserve resources. Like, I'm I'm not an advocate of climate change legislation and forcing countries into reducing carbon emissions and all that. But I I do think that conserving resources, no matter how abundant they are is a necessary thing. I don't believe in waste of of things. And I think that's okay to show people like, Hey, you know, maybe turn off the lights when you're not using them. Don't leave your TV on all night. When you go to bed in the other room, don't leave your refrigerator open. Like that's common sense stuff. And you, you see power company PSAs for that once in a while, but no no PSAs for things that actually affect you on a daily basis. Like, I don't know, crime and yes, inflation and uh, to, to show, I mean, it's government's responsibility to do that kind of thing, inform the public. And they don't do that. What does our FDA do? They let the Mars Corporation regulate their own candy so they get titanium dioxide in high doses in the candy, and it takes a consumer. We don't know this consumer. uh, uh, I think his name was Genile Thames. We don't know know what their motivation is in filing this lawsuit in Oakland, California against the Mars Corporation, but it takes an individual to file a lawsuit against the corporation for anything to be done about it. The regulatory bodies just work for the companies like the Mars Corporation, and if you're eating Skittles... Uh, uh, skittles are more dangerous than uh, you know you have a better chance of being made made, made sick or dying from eating candy than you do from a nuclear bomb where's the psa on this that's all that i'm saying
6: yeah taste the rainbow hey do you know the skittles for packaging that they put out during the uh, gay pride month had like all these images and symbols on the package so um yeah there you go Uh so
3: I thought they missed an, I thought they missed a marketing opportunity there because when I saw the gay skittles they were like it was like gray. They had the gray skills and I thought, you're, you're rainbow all the time. Why, why wouldn't you just advertise that month of like it's pride month every day for skittles? You can always taste the rainbow. I thought they missed an op- a marketing opportunity there. Someone dropped the ball on that one. Skittles is like the gayest candy you can find.
6: Yeah, they figured, well, hell. How- you know let's just regular just do it one month because you know there's a lot more straight people out there than there are homosexuals so our market base is still straight people. <laughs> let's not turn them off by saying you know our candies are made for gays
3: no that no that's that's true too yeah and and I always wonder that like why like for, let me give you an example I went to um I went to see uh, Top Gun, not a Tom Cruise fan, but I went to see Top Gun. I thought it was really good. And one of the reasons it was really well, at least
6: good, he, yeah, and thanks to you in the beginning of the movie for coming out and and seeing it. I thought that was that was pretty cool. He, he did, for yeah. Tom Cruise <laughs> it,
3: it felt like it felt like a real like classic movie. It was kind of classy. Uh, the, you know, they they used they had real F18s in it, real planes. There was it was very heavy on the dialogue and the story. And that's like that's what people want to go to the movie and see. And there were like six kids in this movie. And there's a little girl that came out afterwards. I was I walked outside and I was I was looking up another movie to go to and this little girl comes out with her parents, she's and it's like girls like six, Mike, and she's like, That was awesome, I love those planes, they're so cool and I'm thinking, this girl just went to see Top Gun. Next door to Top Gun was Buzz Lightyear, there's nobody in that theater. The six year old's <laughs> going to see Top Gun because there isn't like this promotion of degeneracy
6: <laughs> degeneracy in well, it. Well the box office receipts prove what a, uh, your average American wants to see and Top Gun made billions. Billions in, in profits And these Marvel movies uh, This Buzz Lightyear uh, Lost money, it continues to lose money One of the biggest Pixar flops ever And the last two Marvel movies have uh, Lost money and Thor Which was just released Second week has dropped massively uh, So I think people want or sit, Are kind of just tired of the superhero janeer because there's nothing new There But um, Kind of like you know maybe the cowboy uh, movies that came out in the sixties and seventies that were super popular, then all of a sudden just died, right? I think because we've been getting these Marvel movies since what two thousand, and I think people are just tired of it. And then added into that uh, is the agenda, and people just are, are just tired of it.
3: Well, you they won- don't care. You wonder, like, uh, did you did you see Top Gun?
6: I did not, but I heard about it. And I heard about that uh, intro where Tom Cruise actually thanked you for coming to see the movie. Yeah,
3: it was, it was a little bit, it was, yeah, it was a little bit weird. But Tom Cruise, uh, yeah. You know, he, yeah, he thanked you at the beginning of the movie. And the whole movie, I mean, if you go, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. But if you go see it, it's, it's like, it's, it's like I don't want, I don't want to say the word pure to imply something that maybe you interpret that word to mean. But it's like a pure movie. There's not even really any. I mean, there's yeah, there's dog fights and planes blowing up, but there isn't like violence in it, they're not promoting homosexuality. You know, they're not promoting like what people call wokeism. They're not even promoting Scientology. It's literally, you know, from the original movie, it's like it's Maverick, it's Iceman, it's F eighteens and, and it's the character Rooster. And it's it's just like it's it was made for the fans of the original movie. And it, it, it I, I haven't seen a movie like that for a long time where it didn't try to shove an ideology down my throat. And I'm thinking, I don't even like Tom Cruise. This is one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs>
6: Yeah, man. Yeah, he and you know, the, you know, I, I'm not a Tom Cruise fan either. Um, yeah, I'm not a Hollywood fan in general. But um, you know, respect props and respect to Tom Cruise. He does a lot of his own stunts. You know, the dude's only like five six, and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, and I'm just uh, you know, it's very, it's very pleasing to me that he doesn't promote. You know, even being one of the heads of Scientology nothing in there to promote it right now maybe it's what but what it should be it should be
3: maybe at maybe we missed something I don't know if anybody saw the movie because I know you haven't seen it Mike but anybody saw the movie maybe there was like uh you know uh maybe maybe this church of Scientology you know dot com or something was like painted on the side of one of the jets in the background maybe I missed that I don't
6: I don't know <laughs> Yeah, you might want to take a second look but I, I highly I doubt it but that'd be funny if you Later, watch it again at <laughs> I,
3: I, I never thought I would be I would be happy to have gone and seen a Tom Cruise movie, and it's like I, I want to see, I want to see Elvis because I heard the acting of the character who plays Elvis is like top notch, top level, and I respect that. But it's like the Tom Hanks is preventing me from from seeing it. To be honest with you, I just can't. Oh yeah, sack of garbage. I think I can't he
6: played look the played the yeah played the Colonel. Right. I, are, I think he played the Colonel. Are you ready to, uh, Are you ready massacre. to fly, Mister Elvis?
3: Yeah, I can't. I can't listen to him.
6: Yeah, he is such a piece of trash. I, I, I don't like that guy either. Um, very weird. I think we talked about this uh, a year ago, two years ago. His Twitter post where he was uh, taking pictures of socks and shoes, um, just wherever he was, of people discarding socks and shoes, and uh, just weird Twitter posts that were bizarre. Anyway, yeah, I don't.
3: Well, when's the last time you saw like you went to see a movie and the and the actor? Uh, I've only seen it like maybe three times in my life. The like the, the main actor is thanking the audience for coming, and if 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 you saw the movie, Tom Cruise is sitting there. I know it's all like, part of the PR, but he's sitting there and he's like, "Thank you for coming." and He's like, we 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 made this for you as fans and as an audience. We want this to be you know, like everybody to enjoy this. We use real planes and we put everybody who worked on this, directors, producers, everybody worked really hard to put this together to make a really good movie. I'm thinking, yeah, that's what people want to see. I don't care if it's Tom, I don't care if it's Tom Cruise. I can't, I can't believe I went from Tom Cruise jumping on the the, the that the, the the TV show couch to Tom Cruise, no. you know me liking a Tom Cruise movie like that. I just didn't think that would happen.
6: Yeah, it's so, it's so bizarre that they even have to, because, you know, obviously he knows the state of Hollywood, so uh, to put the PR in the beginning to say, you know, thank you for coming out, and, you know, we tried to do our own stunt, so there's not a lot of CGI in this movie. We, we made it for you. It's just so bizarre, but that's just the state <laughs> of Hollywood right now where he knows, and they know, that uh, they need to please the people because uh, of so much garbage that has been put yeah. out there. People just don't want to even, uh, fans, even COVID, they just don't, are not interested in anything Hollywood is putting out.
3: You, I mean, We've talked about this for a while. You know Hollywood is, they have to be hemorrhaging money. They have to, all these studios totally. have to be hemorrhaging money.
6: Same totally. F- but maybe our tax dollars, you know, are going to these movie studios as a form of, you know, mind control entertainment. That's a whole different show. But I remember, I remember we talked about how these different industries that are hemorrhaging money are able to survive. Um, and we talked about a little bit uh, this money, this funding must be coming from somewhere, right? Because Hollywood should be under. No, No, exactly. So, I'm, I'm, I mean I'm even streaming ahead. Ahead. even these even these streaming services that replaced kind of a theater uh, for some people uh Netflix Disney plus have been losing money also so
3: no they haven't that's why Netflix has uh you know they've changed their tune they're like if you don't like it get out that was the company memo you're gonna work on things you don't like and if you don't like it uh, get out leave
6: right right I exactly. Have-
3: I have the, 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 the Tom Cruise thing. It's, it's, it's weird, but this is, uh, this is the beginning of the movie. From It's not a spoiler, it's just this was the, the thing. And this, this even has like millions of hits on YouTube.
2: Hi everyone. Well, summer is almost here, and Top Gun Maverick is going to kick it off.
3: Oh, this must have been the, uh, the introduction to the movie before. Something like this, though.
0: So I hope you enjoy. We've made it for you.
3: And it goes like, it goes on like that, but I just, yeah, you don't see that. It's like Buzz Lightyear and then there's like two gay people kissing in the background in Star Wars and it's like, I watch American Horror Story and there's two gay guys eating each other's butt. I I just don't, I don't know where the, where's the audience for that?
6: (laughs) Yeah, totally, dude. I mean, that's, uh, you know, I mean, we know the agenda, the purposes and narrative behind all of it, but exactly like they're pumping it out to who? Because, uh, you know, you're not going to convert your average normie to start, uh, you know, eating someone's butthole. You're just...
3: (laughs) That's... I I mean that. I mean, that sounds gross, and it is, but I mean that literally. If you watch American Horror Story Season 10, I think it's like episode... I think it's the first episode. These two guys, and they're both Jewish, and the one guy refers to his boyfriend as his goy toy, and then they're talking about getting diseases from eating each other's butt. I, I just, like, I can't... Even even the like the actual gay population of this country is like four to five percent. And then they it's like seven point one LGBT as of 2022 earlier this year because of the trend of how cool it is to be gay now. But it's like five percent. So I don't understand how you can put billions into making movies for five percent of the population. It's no wonder uh, the, the, the there's no market. There's no market for it. So your your movies are tanking. You put all that – I'd be pissed if I worked on Buzz Lightyear, honestly, and then because of some Disney feud with Ron DeSantis, they wanted to add this garbage to it for a political statement, and then all the work I put into it, honestly, rendering and editing and et cetera, just went to waste, and the movie didn't make any money. I'd be furious.
6: Right. It didn't make any money, and no one actually saw it. So your your hard work. Okay. No one saw because Did, they're not even going to give it a chance. There
3: were, there were kids – there were kids in Top Gun. I couldn't believe it. there were like it was like I went to when I went to see uh Finding Nemo when I was young. It was like a theater full of kids. This was like a theater full of kids watching Top Gun. I couldn't believe it.
6: Yeah, I I read that too where a lot of parents were taking their kids to see Top Gun rather than uh <laughs> that buzz Lightyear. So, it's totally switched where, you know, when Top Gun Top Gun first came out, you know, it was uh, for adults and teenagers and uh uh, you know, now it's switched over. That it's kid friendly, and it's, it's it's weird. We got it, and the Pixar, Pixar Disney movie is rated R. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's that's true. All right, we got to take a break. I'm Ryan Gable, Mike D with us. This is the Secret Teachings. Stay with us.
0: You're listening to the Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit the Secret or email Ryan at rdgable at. Yahoo.
2: Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com and I'm here with Ryan Gable from the Secret Teachings. Want to hear more of the Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player, or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you want to get rid of those annoying ads and get extra perks like access to the montage archive, digital copies of Ryan's books, and early access to the show, then subscribe to the full show archive at thesecretteachings.info. Visit. Visit the website and click the button that says subscribe. You can do so monthly, yearly, or through a one-time donation. Your support always keeps the Secret Teachings on the air.
3: It's the Secret Teachings, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, airing exclusively five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio.
2: The Secret Teachings Radio Show is on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Facebook.com forward slash TheSecretTeachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio to tweet with us.
3: Ryan Gable, your host, and this is the Secret Teachings Radio. We've transitioned tonight from a nuclear bomb PSA in New York to a political advertisement and nuclear PSAs in California as well. Through a series of thought experiments, such as we know for a fact that a plant based diet can actually prevent you from getting COVID-19, according to Harvard, according to the BMJ, according to the European Journal of Clinical Nutrition. And yet, there's no PSA telling people to eat healthier. There's no PSA telling people to get vitamin D. There's no government distribution of vitamin D, which is 80% of people who got COVID had, you know, vitamin D deficiency, or most of them were obese and had other conditions that led to their their death and their sickness. There's no uh, PSA for that, and it takes an individual in Oakland, California, to file a lawsuit against the Mars Corporation, suing them over false claims, fraud, violation of California's consumer protection laws, and for advertising their product without having proper labeling because of toxic ingredients like titanium dioxide, which was In Dunkin' Donuts, powdered sugar was in Panera Bread products and a bunch of others. And that's just one of many things. The funny thing is, this lawsuit could have been for the entire list of ingredients on that thing of Skittles. And this is the thing that really gets me is that you're concerned over nuclear bombs exploding and you think you can survive them. That's what the PSA suggests. You can get inside, uh, get clean and stay informed by listening to the local media when a bomb goes off. But if that goes off over New York City... The whole city's gone. But they but they want you to believe you can survive an atomic bomb blowing up right over your house. But you can't survive a virus and that's why you need to wear a mask and social distance when you go into the nuclear fallout shelter. And it's a very similar thing with people that are concerned with their health. Mike D is our good friend and co-host this evening on The Secret Teachings. Mike's been with us for about 10 years. Mike, people are concerned over... Their masks and their social distancing still, in July of 2022, New uh, New York and Los Angeles, in fact, is actually thinking about bringing mask policies, mask mandates back. The World Health Organization is recommending masks and mitigation to be rolled out across the world once again. And I find it bizarre every time I see it. People with masks on that take them off to smoke a cigarette. People with masks on that take them off to take a drink of Coca-Cola. People with masks on that take them down to eat a Reese's cup. So they're concerned over a virus, but they're not as concerned about the poison in your candy or your food, nor are they, you know, as concerned about the radiation from the, the nuclear fallout of a nuclear bomb. Just the virus—that is some sophisticated mind control. That is some sophisticated psychological programming. That's sophisticated cognitive dissonance, is it not? No, totally. And it's
6: it's, it's rolling still with the San Diego Comic Con. Uh, forcing people to wear masks, and also show a uh, a health COVID health pass, uh, where you have to show that you've been vaccinated at least twice, or have, have taken a COVID test and tested positive—I mean negative—in uh, the last seventy-two hours before you go to the event, and then you have to go. And before you, so they have these checkpoints that you have to go through for the show, and then if you you show all that, you get a green. A uh, wristband. So it's, it's more mind control for people.
3: Well, the funny, the funny thing is, it's when you're when you're looking at that kind of a policy. I guess it's a policy because it's certainly not a law. That policy in California and that policy at Comic Con. They always say that, and they defend it by saying, "Well, you know, uh, uh, when we're having these kinds of restrictions and policies, et cetera, this is to keep people safe." Right, it's the key. Okay, well, if it's to keep people safe, shouldn't you inform them that the masks haven't worked to prevent transmission? Shouldn't you inform them that you people get really sick wearing them? Because the average person doesn't know that. When I, I worked at a grocery store a couple years ago, and one person passed out from wearing two masks, and when someone said, "Hey, you have to take the masks off, so you know you'll be able to breathe and you can catch your breath here," when, when they finally woke up from passing out and they Took their masks off, and then when they when they woke up, they put their mask back on. The person and someone asked them like, "Hey, you know the mask is why you passed out, right?" No, it's not. The well, they said, oh, it's not the it's not the "I have to keep it on." It's just it does it does it's just ludicrous. It's ludicrous. So again, well, they don't care about radiation or you know nuclear bombs as much. But they're really concerned with particles they can't see.
6: Well, well, I went to this comic Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con. I just go as a Mortal Kombat to cosplay and be like, look, I'm already wearing a mask.
3: <laughs> I, was just, I was just thinking that when you okay,
6: said it. I passed that first one.
3: <laughs> well, again, you identify as a vaccinated person, correct?
6: <laughs> yeah. And identify as a vaccinated person.
3: Well, look, it's just yeah. like we were talking about Top Gun in the last segment. No spoilers, but I went to see Top Gun and there are, and Buzz Lightyear's playing in the next theater. And the movies start at roughly the same time and I, I peek over there, there's nobody in the Buzz Lightyear Theater. Top Gun, and it's been out for a while, it's already made billions of dollars. I go to Top Gun on a Sunday night, Mike, and there are literally like maybe two rows of seats free. The whole theater is packed, and it's like families with kids. There's a little girl who's like, yeah, Top Gun, I like these planes. This is all so cool. She's like six years old. I mean, it's it's because it's something that isn't perverse. It's not perverted. It's not... Intending to corrupt your mind. Even Tom Cruise came on. He's like, "Look, we made this movie for you. We want you to really enjoy it. We put a lot of effort and time into this." It's like, Jesus Christ, what if what if we've been watching in the theaters that Top Gun, uh, you know, a, a sequel to Top Gun makes that much money and little kids go to see it? It's something weird has happened. And as you said before break, it's like Buzz Lightyear now is rated R and Top Gun, <laughs> Top Gun's rated PG. Exactly.
6: It's, it's just a, a total inverse of everything, where you uh, you have a large, obese, uh, morbid, obese black woman uh, doing yoga, and that's supposed to be signified fitness.
3: Wait, what are you talking about here for people that don't know? What, what are you saying? Are you racist well, or anti-fat? Uh, uh, what, what is this?
6: <laughs> anti-black yoga for women? No, I'm not. I'm talking about... <laughs> a Gatorade commercial that came out for one of the new products called Gatorade fit. And it's got uh, three segments. So it's got a, uh, and I'll just go by race here. I don't really care. So it's got a white woman jogging, right? She's muscular. She's fit. She's in her little jogging outfit. You got some look like a white guy on a, on a stationary bike, you know, doing his, uh, and again, fit. And then the third shot, you have a morbidly obese black woman, uh, doing yoga poses. Uh, while drinking her Gatorade fit, and I, I just I, I didn't understand that, uh, you know. Uh, to me, if I was a black woman and uh, I was in shape, uh, I would be offended because why are you showing two, uh, you know, in shape uh, white people, and then the black person has to be uh, obese and doing uh, yoga? So I right?
3: haven't I haven't watched this yet, but I wanted to play it, and I'll watch it. You know, live with uh, you as an audience listening to this. So, this is the Gatorade Fit commercial that Mike's talking about. Take a listen to this.
5: Introducing Gatorade Fit.
3: Here's the guy, the white guy on a bike. Here's the white girl ripped doing uh, some stretches to go run. And here's the fat black girl doing yoga. Get healthy, real hydration, and no added sugar, artificial
5: sweeteners,
3: or added colors. <laughs> <you start> from- <laughs> so, some of this is ridiculous. <laughs> okay, so
6: so n- the woman the woman is so large that when she puts the can to her mouth, it looks like a symbol.
3: <laughs> I can't believe she was able to do that handstand, he- headstand thing she was doing. Uh, what,
6: you, you think to put less pressure on your neck, doing that handstand on your, you, you weigh less. It'd be better if you, uh, if you lost some weight first, then did the yoga.
3: Yeah. T- uh, 23 seconds into this 30 second advertisement. Listen, my fiance hope she does yoga. She has a hard time and she's like, I don't want to, you know, give out any you know, specifics, but she's not a, a large person. She's a very small, like tiny person and not a small person. So I'm not being, you know, offensive to midgets, She's just a small person and she, she does handstands sometimes, but it's like really hard. And like before she's, she's always told me like, Hey, if you're ever going to try to do yoga, like you're going to have to start really basic. Cause you're not going to be able to do this. And I'm, and cause I've tried it and I'm like, there's no way I can even get close to doing that. I don't know. They have to have this woman suspended from wires at 22 seconds. There's no way anybody can do that. Who's, you know, even, even if you're skinny, it Wait, takes practice right. to do that. I mean, maybe, okay. Maybe, I mean, maybe she can. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a. a
6: maybe a she dude. can, but she's putting a. Maybe she can, but she's putting a lot of pressure on her neck because she's she's upside down and her bottom half has to be at least 300 pounds of pressure on her neck.
3: You know what I think they did? I bet you, if you went into a Photoshop and you lassoed her body and then just flipped it over, I bet they just they flipped the background, but she, she's actually on her legs doing a pose with their hands on... I
6: mean, head. that could... I mean, seriously. I mean, it's, it's plausible because, you know, they show... The Fitbit, they show another large black woman on a surfboard just, like, straddled on the surfboard, but they actually never show her stand up on it and surf a wave, okay? So I, I'm not putting past these corporations of doing something like that where they're using these models that actually can't do what they're supposed to be doing.
3: To show that... Honestly. To show that, oh, that you, if you drink Gatorade Fit... You actually can do that. Here, let's take a listen to that ad again.
5: Introducing Gatorade Fit. My fitness starts from the inside.
3: out. Nobody's taking care of their health-drinking Gatorade.
5: Get healthy, real hydration.
3: There's no hydration from Gatorade. And no added
5: sugar, artificial sweeteners, or added colors.
3: No artificial sugar, yeah. sweetener, or added colors.
6: Well, let me let me let me tell you let me tell you about that. Okay, so the flavor that I look into is called uh, watermelon strawberry. Okay. Did they have the so black the first,
3: woman drinking watermelon?
6: Maybe I'm not sure which one she was drinking,
3: but let me find it while you talk. It,
6: there, there is a flavor called watermelon strawberry. Okay, and the first ingredient ingredient is. Some kind of watermelon juice concentrate. Okay, fine. The second ingredient, uh, there is no strawberry. It's natural flavor. So they say watermelon, strawberry. There's no strawberry in it. It's natural flavor. is the second ingredient. The third ingredient is citrus acid. Okay, and so we know where that's coming from.
3: GM corn. And so uh, well, the, healthy. You, you, and you know what strawberry flavor comes from? It comes from castorium, from the anal sacs of a beaver, literally.
6: There you go. They won't tell you what that. They only want state that 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 natural flavor is the strawberry. You know, because you look at the ingredients, and if you're you got your thinking cap on, you say, okay, this this flavor, this beverage is saying that it's watermelon, strawberry. So if I'm looking at the ingredients, I want to see watermelon, and I want to see strawberry. Okay, well, you get the watermelon, so that's probably cheap for them to <laughs> right. produce watermelon. And then the strawberry is nowhere to be seen. It's not on it. But what replaces the strawberry is natural flavor.
3: So I, I just looked it up, and shes they, they, I can't tell. It looks like a red fruit with two yellow fruits on the side, but it, it does look like the black lady is drinking the watermelon. So Gatorade, this disgusting, trashy company, literally has this black woman surrounded by fit white people and then they, ha- I'm, I'm assuming that's what it looks like to me. I can't tell exactly, but it looks like they've got her drinking a watermelon Gatorade and then doing a handstand as if, yeah, we know white people are fit, but these black people aren't that fit, so we're going to have a fat black lady do a handstand like, if you drink this Gatorade, you can totally do a handstand at 300 pounds. I mean, it's just, I, I don't, how can they get away with this this nonsense is what I want to know. How, how can people think, oh, that's inclusive, they have a 300-pound black lady? I don't understand. And then they,
6: uh, it's, Yeah, it's it's, again, it's like, well, look at us. You know, we have this large, uh, obese woman, morbidly obese woman, and look at her. She's she's trying to do yo- uh, yogurt yoga. She's trying to do yoga. So so props to her. You know, and her body. She's not ashamed of, of her body size. <laughs>
3: right, right. So so it's like there's different ways to virtue signal. That's one of them. And then they end the commercial with. Fit.
5: healthy real hydration
3: healthy real hydration no real hydration is drinking water that's real hydration maybe you put some minerals in it real, real, hydration is not drinking this Gatorade Fit that's filled with beaver anal sacs literally strawberry flavor here yeah, they do show it they and do they sh-
6: won't even and you know, they, they get the audacity to not even put strawberry natural flavor on the label ingredient just this it just goes away Okay, so but it says but it says on your label that I'm drinking watermelon strawberry. Yeah, it must. What happened to the strawberry?
3: It must be watermelon strawberry. So they do have they do have the colors at the end. So the, the the lady doing yoga is drinking. It's like a mango pineapple. So they don't they don't have her drinking the watermelon. Maybe they had the social justice czar be like, no, that's too we no that's too far. We can't have the black lady drinking the watermelon. We have to give that to the white guy. That's that's over the line. That that's a, that's a, a macro aggression. So they gave they gave her the mango drink,
6: but no. I mean, remember remember from the past. Remember, this is the same company that a little girl sued them for uh, having that uh, that chemical in their Gatorade that was what's made uh, for for yoga mats as a fire a retardant.
3: Well, you talking uh, about that
6: they use for fire retardants. The BHT. Yes.
3: Yep. Yes. Yep. The, yep. Gatorade used to have that. And you know what the FDA classifies it as? They classify BHA and BHT as grass, generally recognized as safe. Gen- g- generally speaking, and it is a flame retardant. But you, you're thinking of azodicarbonamide—that's the plastic that they put into the subway bread. So eat fresh, refresh. Well, actually, it's you're you're just eating yoga mat.
6: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But Gatorade was uh, well, uh, it made news because it was the, the little girl. To, to raise questions on uh, why, this, why this was in their Gatorade. Remember that? that was like a couple yes. years ago. Or I've got probably yes. like five, six, seven years ago. So this is the same company. They're scumbags. Natural,
3: real, at l- least two words. The word healthy is not regulated by the FDA. Neither was the word real, and neither is the word hydration. And they put all three together healthy, real hydration. Why, why not just healthy hydration? Why does it have to be real hydration? Is there fake hydration? Yes, there is. Gatorade is fake hydration, so they have to make sure you know this is the real hydration: watermelon, strawberry, beaver, anal glands—real hydration. I'm not exaggerating, folks. When I say that, I mean it literally. It's castorium that they use for strawberry flavoring, and you know, if you don't care, that's fine. I don't care if you don't care, but some people do care, and people need to to be made aware of that. It's just like when people are like, "Oh, why are you talking about a plant-based diet? You got to have meat." I don't care if you eat plant-based or not. The reason I eat it isn't because of what Bill Gates or, or Klaus Schwab say. They want you to eat highly processed, genetically modified, fake plant burgers or fake real meat, but they're plant burgers, when a real veggie burger is an actual vegetable burger that you can make at home or buy at the store. It's not this fake meat garbage. They want you to eat highly processed, junk food, vegan trash. You can eat... Uh, uh, no, go you know, ahead. Yeah, for sure. I'll just say you can eat that way, and it's healthier, and it's cheaper, even if you eat a little bit of meat. It's different than what the World Economic Forum wants you to do. They want you to eat bugs. I want you to eat whole grain.
6: All right. These veggie burgers are complete, full of soy, full of gluten, full of garbage. Uh, that's what the these Burger King Impossible burgers, all that other crap.
3: Yes. Yes, it is. I did a whole show on that last week uh, called Plantemic. If anybody wants to go into the archive and look it up, I thought it turned out really well. We got a lot of positive response from that show. I also have the Fitbit well, commercial for you, too, Mike, uh, when you're ready.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Go
3: ahead. I'm sorry, though. Were you going to say something there? I didn't mean to cut you off.
6: No, I was going to say. I was going to say. You know. Uh, you know hopefully, the reactions are just as strong through the show, um, negative or positive.
3: <laughs> now, pe- people like you. That's, people either like you or hate you. It's funny because with uh, with our with our other co host Jack, people are either like, "Yeah, yeah, I love Jack," or people are like, "Man, that guy's an a hole." Ah, oh, Mike D. What a what a piece of trash, Mike D. And then other people, they I don't. It's like very extreme. <laughs> He's Mike. Mike's triggering is what the uh, what he is. So here is the Fitbit commercial. It's forty one million views. This came out in April. Now you can't obviously see it, but you can hear it, and uh, we'll we'll play it, and I'll tell you you know some of the details. So you got a white guy playing a piano.
2: You feel that
4: that's your body, baby. Now go!
3: Okay, and then you have like a, it looks like an Asian, uh, an Asian, Asian lady at, the, at a club. And then, I don't know what this is, but I think it's like a transvestite dancing on a stripper pole. Is that what that
6: is, Mike? Yeah, I can really tell.
3: I, I think it's like a transvestite dancing on a stripper pole. I don't know what that has to do with Fitbit. Maybe it is a woman, I don't know. <laughs> no, no,
6: you're right. It's a, it's a, it's
3: a guy, like, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, it is. There he is. I'm
2: telling you right now.
3: And then there's a 300-pound there's a black lady on a surfboard. Yes. I, I mean that literally.
2: You find joy. It's in the way you groove. It's the way you
4: push.
3: And then a Hispanic lady lifting one-pound weights.
4: It's in the way you look. It's in yourself. Listen to your body. Feel your power.
3: And there's that, that's that whole thing again. Phil, you've got the power to decide what to do. What are you going to do? And then you're subconscious because you just watch this Fitbit commercials like go buy a Fitbit, go buy a Fitbit, go buy a Fitbit. Yeah, you have the power to do what the subconscious programming and the advertising tells you to do. So so once again, it doesn't really make any sense. Like if you just had a regular, you know, black lady or black man, it would be one thing. But they, all these black women in these commercials are overweight and I don't get it. I don't see a lot of black women surfers. I don't see a lot of surfers and I don't see a lot of overweight black women surfers. What does that have to do with the Fitbit commercial? Is it saying, just like Gatorade, if you're overweight and black, you can do handstands and go surfing?
6: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point, and that's really uh, you know a topic for further discussion out on the show on basically the demasculation of uh, black culture, uh, one being uh, you know these movies that came out in the past decade or so of every comedic black actor has to
3: wear a dress uh oh they cut Mike off maybe his phone died that's that's weird uh, well I'm Ryan Gable this is the secret teachings I know where Mike was going with that he was going to say uh, that Hollywood has um, well Hollywood has put a lot of black men in dresses and uh, that's part of a, of a I believe it's a systemic policy or a systemic method to degrade and to denigrate and to demean uh, black communities and black families. And I mean, that's that's generally speaking where a lot of uh, crime comes from, from African-American and black communities. It comes from the disintegration of the family structure. Criminologists and sociologists have, have known that for a very long time. You know, black communities have been torn apart uh, by not only drugs, but also by by the family structure being dismantled. I mean, talk about systemic racism. That is systemic racism. It's demeaning, degrading, and, and, and it's uh, denigrating. And it's the same thing with these commercials, Gatorade, Fitbit. It's like everybody is in shape and fit except for the black woman who has to be overweight. And I find that to be really, I mean, I I don't like personally, I'm not offended by it, but I, I find that to be offensive. It like it offends my sensibilities that that's what Gatorade, that's what Fitbit, that's what they're using to advertise their products. Maybe it's not insulting. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not insulting. Okay, I guess that makes me just as bad as the, as the group of white people that screamed at that black lady the other day in Minneapolis because somebody tried to kill her and her kids, and the cops came and shot the guy and killed him, and then BLM showed up to tell the black woman to get back in her house because uh, she was okay with the guy being killed. It's it's just it's demeaning, it's denigrating, and it's it's disgusting. And whether it's Reese's or it's Fitbit or it's Gatorade or it's what Hollywood does to—I mean, talk about systemic racism. There's systemic racism. It just isn't coming from the place you're told it's coming from. It's coming from the people that are telling you they're trying to stop it because they've been caught. And uh, Fitbit and Gatorade are no different. Mike, are you on the line? Yes. What happened? As soon as you said they put black folks in dresses in Hollywood, man, that line cut out so fast.
6: <laughs> I know, right? Right? Because I wanted just to follow that up by saying, last up all we get cut again here. When you compare, uh, you know, we can take a sub, Section of black rappers male rappers from the uh 80s 90s you know even early 2000s to what they look like then to what they look like now you can see kind of the feminine traits start to take over oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. it's uh it's really fascinating to look at and uh, to see this uh, narrative and agenda taking place
3: Let me tell you something. Conservatives are not involved in art and uh, like this kind of Hollywood art and music. That's the liberal hippie like, man, it's cool. Just play some music and take a line, man. It's cool. The Democratic Party, I guarantee you, is involved in the promotion of that perverse material in Hollywood. That's where the true I'm not saying directly from the Democratic Party per se, but that's where the true racism and systemic racism is coming from that's why they show you these fat black women in these fitbit gatorade commercials and everybody else is skinny and white that's why they they show you the black folks in, in dresses and all throughout hollywood and tv shows and movies to demean to degrade to denigrate and it's disgusting
6: for sure for sure so yeah sorry that a little off topic so yeah going back to that fitbit again yeah well it flows in naturally because again this this narrative is there where uh, you know, the black person has to be overweight uh, 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 and I'm not talking about like a few pounds. I'm talking about morbidly obese, overweight, and then doing things that, uh, you know, the typical black person, uh, and black man, black woman, you know, nothing wrong with it. Just something that, you know, folks are into different things and not a lot of black people surf. Okay. That's, that's a fact. I don't even know white people that surf.
3: So, I just—I I didn't think I just—I don't—I don't know anybody. I Like Brad Olson's probably the only person I know who've ever been on a surfboard. I, I don't know anybody.
6: So the percentage of black surfers are, are pretty low, right? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about the yoga, but again, why, why are you showing this to gain support? Like, okay, well, they support you know fat people, or this drink is for fat people that do yoga. Yeah. Right. I, it's just
3: is is exactly is that what they're trying to promote I don't I don't get it either
6: I don't get it either so yeah uh,
3: it's it's I mean there's different ways to virtue signal I saw another one I was watching before the uh Stanley Cup finals were over I had a stream going uh on one of the uh, TV networks and it was like a commercial for diabetes and the the two white women were like super massive morbidly obese and then the black lady was just kind of overweight and she was telling the white women like this is how you're gonna cure your diabetes. This is going to, how you're gonna get rid of that insulin and you're gonna use this drug and it's gonna be cool. And it's like what in that case, it's like the fat the white women are fat and the black ladies far less overweight. And clearly it's indicating like, well, the white people are fat. The black lady's gonna help these dumb white people out. It's so demeaning to everybody. Just sure. hire hire people and make movies like Top Gun that are based on merit and screenwriting and just Like, even if it has to be approved by the Pentagon and it's like a a very light form of military propaganda, at least it isn't shoving other ideology down my throat that perverts the minds of children and makes them confused about who they are. And it's at least not these commercials like there wasn't randomly during the movie. I mean, the whole idea was picking the best of the best of the best of the best pilots from the Top Gun program. It wasn't. Well, we got to have a black pilot. We have to have a morbidly obese pilot. We have to have a a pilot with rickets. We have to have a pilot who has syphilis. It was the best of the best of the best. They were black, they were white, they were women. Because that's what reality is. You base it on merit, not based on the skin color or the person's weight or whatever their perception of reality is.
6: Agreed. I think a lot of people are beginning to see that, even in the uh, subcultures of uh, comic books, uh, etc., because uh, there's a guy, uh, who, a black guy, who started a... Well, he actually went out for funding to start his own comic book company. Yeah. It's called the rip And in the credo of starting this company, he has said that uh, he's, uh, you know, this is for the fans. Uh, There'll be no uh, wokeness in it. There'll be no, uh, you know, disparaging uh, plot points by uh, these multi, uh, multi universe, you know, bull crap that they put in, you know, the multiverse he's not doing that. And there's one universe, right. For these, figures. You're not going to get 16 you know, different types of variants. Uh, <laughs> so he he started this and he started a fund me for the company. has raised I believe $2 million. So he is starting this company. It's going to be diverse. Of course, there's going to be uh, black... Uh, We're almost out of time too, Mike. ...comic book figures and, and white and people, all, all nationalities and he's starting this and it looks like uh, a lot of people respect it and are on board and uh, just tired of the whole Marvel DC garbage, and they want to support a just a, a normal uh, comic book storyline. Period. And these raised two million dollars. That's
3: fantastic. I mean, that's that's what the American dream is all about, isn't it? I, I, I'm assuming for, it is. Like I for sure. I even watch like the Food Network. I'm watching like uh, Food Network shows. They go to different restaurants, and it's like every other person is from another country who came to America because of oppression, and they opened a restaurant and they became successful. And they came here legally and they had no money and they got a loan and they opened a restaurant and they worked seven days a week, 15 hours a day until they were successful. That's that's what America is. America is not this race-baiting garbage. That's the secessionists in the South. That's the nullifiers, the Confederacy, the Democratic Party, and the Ku Klux Klan. That's what that is. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm digressing from the main point. Mike D is with us. I'm Ryan Cable. This is The Secret Teachings. Uh, I'm going to read you one thing, Mike. I thought this was interesting. I read this in a... um. Uh, Well, a book I read recently called How Not to Diet uh, by by a lifestyle medicine doctor named uh, Michael Greger. And uh, he had a section in it where he talked about what are called fat activists, which I assume is behind these people in these commercials. And here is one of the slogans from these so-called fat activists. This is a real slogan. We're here. We're sphere. Get used to it. I'm not sure what that means, but that's 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 an actual activist slogan. We're here. We're sphere, we're sphere. So you're the size. Of,
6: so you're the size of a the planet. Then okay.
3: Yeah, like the Jimmy Dean sausage commercials. The planets. They just and they eat the sausage. That's probably what it's like. I don't know. I this this stuff is. I mean, that guy with the comic book and Top Gun that shows you. That's what people really want to see. And they don't. People don't care if you're overweight or you're underweight or you're black or you're white. They just want to see things based on merit and based on talent, and and, and they want to support things that that are, are pro-humanity. That's That, I think, really is what it shows. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay tuned to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday. Mike, thank you so much for joining us.
6: No problem. Have a good night.
3: I really appreciate it. Mike D, there he goes. Again, I'm Ryan Gable, rdgable at yahoo.com, thesecretteachings.info. Please subscribe. Please buy a book. It's the only way that you keep us on air. If you have questions or you misunderstood something, you thought I was microaggressing, email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. The rest of you, 99% of you, I know you enjoy this show, and I'm just being uh, sarcastic and facetious. Hope you enjoyed, and we'll talk to you in the next broadcast. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy.